Hey, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 109th episode of Woken Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woken Free Wednesday, you know that Woken Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we are reviewing Hello Privilege. It's me, Chelsea. Chelsea Handler's new Netflix documentary about white privilege. But before we dive deep into that uh, subject and that yellow brick road of privilege, uh, there's a couple of things we have to go through, aka welcome to Natasha's monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times ahead. Yes, yes, yes. Let's forge ahead, guys. Okay. So if you are listening to this episode, we also hope that you've not only are listening, but you have downloaded the episode through the Podbean app because where is Woken Free? We are hosted on Podbean. But of course, if you go to WokenFree.com and you click on listen, you can see that we are on 25 different platforms, including Podbean. So you can catch us on iTunes. You can catch us on Spotify. You can catch us on iHeartRadio. You can catch us practically everywhere. So please listen listen and download. Of course, we greatly appreciate the support. Next, if you are, wherever you are listening, if you aren't already subscribed to the show, please do. We greatly need and support, <laughs> need and appreciate your support for whatever platform you choose to listen to us on. So if you're catching us again on iTunes, on TuneIn, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, any of those platforms, please make sure you are subscribed to our channel, our our podcast. We we definitely really appreciate it. Next, uh, we are not a dirty secret. Please share. Sharing is caring, guys. And if you haven't watched the Chelsea Handler Netflix special, then this will be uh, <laughs> definitely something to watch. But also this conversation, I think, will hopefully... Uh, help people in understanding why this was actually a really important documentary to make. And her spin and her approach to it is definitely very unique. And the people that she had in the in the program, very interesting conversations to be had. Sometimes you'll laugh, sometimes you'll scream. Sometimes you don't know what to say. But nonetheless, it's a conversation to be had. So please, please, please make sure you share this with your friends, family, strangers. Scream Woken Free out the window if you must. Next uh, we definitely would love to hear from people on social media. We already appreciate all of you Woken Free Nation rocking with us and sharing comments and liking our stuff. But if you guys have breaking news, if you have topic ideas and you just want to shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even YouTube at Woken Free, please do. We greatly uh, look forward to hearing from you. And then, of course... On the platforms that you're listening to us, right? iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Our Heart Radio. If you want to review the show, we would greatly appreciate your support. So please take a couple of minutes, give us a review, tell us what you think about the show. And uh, you never know, we might shout you out in an episode. All right, guys? As you know, each week we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week we shared, would you rather write and have a best-selling book published or star in a hit blockbuster movie? This week we're asking, barbecue season's almost over. What do you want to grill? Something old or something new? So this question's interesting. Like, I wasn't sure if you were, like, being literal and you're, like, like old meat or <laughs> or new meat. So I, I, I mean... want to preface... My answer by suggesting I want fresh meat. That's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm not a fan of salmonella or E. coli poisoning, uh, but I do want to grill something that I'm used to. So something old in the sense of, you know, because barbecue season is almost uh, over, except for the people who live in Arizona. <laughs> Booyah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suspect we'll be barbecuing for several more weeks and uh, and i think ultimately for me you know i'm a creature of habit so if i find something yummy and i know exactly how i want it give it to me that way each and every time until i cannot eat anymore uh so something old with fresh meat your answer please (laughs) (laughs) i don't care if the meat's old or new i just want it to be traditional style i don't want to have a flaming octopus on my grill oh jesus do so, people do that? Yeah. People no grow shade, a lot of guys, things. No yeah, shade. that's, I mean, especially in the East. I'm just not. My, Eastern my cultures isn't like that. that. Isn't that, uh, what is that, uh, sophisticated. Well, yeah, you're more of a squid person. Excuse you. Calamari. Excuse you. <laughs> Try mac and cheese and ribs. <laughs> With escargot. a side of watermelon. And guys. you're an escargot lady, I know. That. Absolutely not. You like all these weird foods. Snails should exist in earth, not in people's mouths. Well, crickets are good too, right? <laughs> Moving on. But not for me, because I just go for the steak and maybe burgers and hot dogs. And you're open to old meat. Yeah, it could be old or new. I don't as long as if it's if it's old, it better be discounted. Like the butcher said, all right, there's a discount on this meat because you know you only got a certain time to cook it. Take the remember, boy out of house. No, remember, you can't take the house. You got to remember that as long as you cook that meat good, the bacteria will die and you'll be fine. As you tell all the Remember people the who eat bad meat. <laughs> nah, they not, but they didn't cook it well though. If you cook it good enough, you'll be all right. Don't. Tar it till yeah, it's if you brown. have raw, if you have it medium, you better have good meat. But if you have old meat, then you better make it well done and it's black and nasty. So it's better to probably get the fresh. <laughs> you don't have to worry. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say that on this show. That's banned. That is banned. That is not our intro. I wonder intro. what the first question is. That is not our intro, though. I just want to make that clear to everybody. Our intro is actually a question, and that's how we get started with the show. Oh, boy. Yeah, you better be ready for it. <laughs> I am. This one's going to be scary, though, for some people. Does white privilege exist? <laughs> that's a scary thing to even propose, right? Hold on to your, your panties, ladies. You can't even bring that up in some circles. <laughs> According to Tolerance.org... Francis E. Kendall, author of Diversity in the Classroom and Understanding White Privilege, Creating Pathways to Authentic Relationships Across Race, comes close to uh, giving an encompassing definition. So essentially, as defined in the article on Tolerance.org, he says, having greater access to power and resources than people of color in the same situation do. But the article goes on to suggest that in order to grasp what this definition really means, it's important to consider how the definition of white privilege has changed over time. And so if you click on all articles referred to guys in the episode, it can be found at wokenfree.com. So make sure you make your way over there so you can see it yourself. But in order to grasp what this definition really means, it's also important to consider how the definition of white privilege has changed over time. So if you want to read more and learn more about what this concept of white privilege is, according to tolerance.org, definitely click on the link at wokenfree.com so you can read away. But my personal two cents on the matter, uh, as not being a white person, but (laughs) I am mixed and I, you know, I have that in my heritage, uh, sadly, because I present as a black person. I I personally have not been able to benefit from (laughs) white privilege. Oh, so now you present as a black person. Okay. 
Well, I mean, what I'm suggesting is people, what I say present is people don't know what you are until you really explain it to them. So, yeah. but they, based on the skin color you present in this world, people make assumptions, right? And they assume that you are this or that. So I, I think everyone's presenting as something until you have a conversation and then you, then you find out, oh, you are African in Egypt or you're, you know, black in Mexican, right? Like there's so many different variations of what, what we are all made up of. Even though, yes, if you understand your history, we all are black and we all come from Africa. That's a whole separate episode. Yeah. But <laughs> to pay detailed attention to what, what white privilege is, I couldn't agree more with this, this phrasing of having greater access to power and resources than people of color do in that same situation. So essentially white privilege isn't about saying that white people aren't working hard to, to get what they have in this world. I absolutely don't. Yeah, agree with that. I think that working yeah. hard is, is not a race thing. That's just a, uh, you know, what someone has inside of them to make sure what, what they can do and what they want to do in this world. But what I do think is the resources and less roadblocks that white people have simply because of the skin, the color of their skin is what they are failing to realize is white privilege. And so it's, it's challenging because, you know, it, it forces them to look at themselves. And, and it, it, I think it makes it a very uncomfortable self-reflection period, which is why I think it's a, it's kind of a taboo topic and it's kind of something that people challenge and don't even uh, actually acknowledge as a real thing. I think it's hard for them to self-reflect though, if they don't see the opposite end. It's kind of like, exactly. if you're just experiencing your experience, you're not seeing what other minorities are going through, how it compares to you. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how you even have the privilege. Exactly. You just see it as everybody has it. Well, right? if everyone is everybody is, around you is, is the having same. the same privilege as you, then yeah. you don't see it as a privilege. So you it can't even you won't even know. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't even know that there's anything less. And that's also the issue that we have in this world that we have white only or 99 percent only communities where <laughs> because they don't have contrast, because they don't see difference, then they don't see this as a real concept. This seems like fake news to them, which is talked about in the Chelsea Handler Netflix documentary, which is why you guys definitely should check it out. And the link will be in the episode for you to take a look a little bit more to understand uh, why this is such an interesting topic. What are your thoughts? I I think the thing that has to be thought about in terms of the white privilege is before even getting to the privilege word is just thinking about what's happening today and that one group is being oppressed. And Mm. just because of that, just by default, you have one that will be privileged because they're not facing the same oppression. So they're not being brutalized by the police. Their yeah. neighborhoods aren't being stalked for they don't crimes that, that yeah. don't exist. Mm-mm. Their their neighborhood is being let off for for little crimes that their children commit. Yeah. They're not like going and being tried as adults. They're getting mm-hmm. less sentencing. You know, all that stuff is it's happening. A lot of implication. Mm-hmm. You know, when that when when you have one group that's being mistreated, of course. That makes the other group, since they're not being mistreated, we have to have a name for that. And that's why we call mm-hmm. that a privilege. It's a privilege for you not to be mistreated. <laughs> like, people don't want to think Absolutely. of it like that. They want to think of it like, that's all right. We shouldn't be being treated mm-hmm. a certain way. No, but if you are literally in life having people that are oppressed, then, yeah, some people are privileged because they don't have the oppression. So I think that's yeah. what has to be thought about, that you might hate the word, but people are being oppressed either like you can look at the numbers we see that and you can it's it's like oh it's already documentable yeah it's not yeah. it's not a feeling it's not just it's something not like the same stance yeah, yeah. there's no happenstances this is actual what's going on right now it's not like Absolutely. this is the past we're not in a post-racial america that's not true 
We're well, not in a post-racial world. Multiple races, <laughs> it's not true. It, yeah, that whole post and pre, it's a, it doesn't post-racism was supposed situation. to be once we had our first black president. Then it said, "Oh, now we're post-racist." No, that world. just means we no. opened up opportunities, but yeah, for, opportunities open for our more. community. But we still are we're living in a country gone. where there's oppression and where there's privilege. And yeah. and Tim Wise, I believe that's his name. He talks greatly on this and very. Uh, very articulate about the concept of what white privilege is as a white man. And he shares kind of, you know, for the 50 odd years he's been living, what it has mean to, what it means to be an ally, what it means to acknowledge your privilege and what the problem is when white people as a whole do not acknowledge yeah, The it. first step is So admitting. shout out to him and his, and he, you know, a great author, several books that we definitely have to take a look at and read and listen to his audiobooks because he seemed like he had a really like woke approach <laughs> to I the agree. concept of white privilege yeah. and, and the inequities happening in this I country. Want to f- find more of his stuff to see what he's mm-hmm. doing. I want to see the details. But he, he was interesting. Into. I was very fascinated by his con- contribution to the documentary. For yeah, sure. he was really candid and open mm-hmm. about his thoughts, and they were actually enlightening. They weren't just. The run old statements that we hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, in based on being that we both watched a documentary, why do you think some of the white people that Chelsea spoke with uh, really, uh, you know, struggled with acknowledging or even accepting that white privilege exists? I think it's almost like what you brought up before about people doing hard work and... You know, when you do hard work and you get benefits from it, you feel Mm -hmm. anybody else who does the same will get the same as you, right? Mm -hmm. You feel like it's a straight up uh, math equation. You know, Mm -hmm. I put in X work, I get Y for my Mm -hmm. results. Everybody will do that. Just work hard and it'll work out for you. But unfortunately, it's not actually true. And Mm -hmm. it ignores that not all people are entitled even to the same resources. Because you might just say, you know, I grew up with three tablets or something. But that's Mm -hmm. not regular for everybody. Not everybody has a nanny. Not everybody has a tutor. Not everybody has somebody in law enforcement that gets them off of that marijuana charge. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that. It's not everybody has those same resources. And some people have more of those resources than others. So that's what they fail to realize. If they like, if they literally go back through their lives and pick out every different event and look at how that occurred and people involved with it, I think then maybe, but then you have to also compare it to the alternative. Cause yeah, if you Mm -hmm. don't know the alternative, you don't understand that other people don't have those same situations. Yeah. They don't have all the resources you do have. They don't have a school that's looking out for the best of you. They don't have things like that. Yeah. That won't let you fail. You know, that's not what everybody has. So I think the problem is just, it's like a selfish problem. You know, when I, (laughs) I've grew up like this, I didn't know anybody else had it differently. Everybody around me grew up the same. So Mm -hmm. it's one of those type of mentalities. You don't really know the other side and you don't choose to speak to the other side because you you say, Hey, they're like me. If they want to speak, they can speak to me. I don't have to speak Mm -hmm. to them first. So, (laughs) you know, they're just removed from the situation really, even though they're part of the problem by not acknowledging it. Absolutely. So I think that the issue, there's a couple of things at play here. I couldn't agree more with you about this, you know, hard work situation and people feeling like they aren't earned. They like, how dare you question whether I earn my success or not? And, and again, I think those are two separate conversations. Working hard and achieving success, no one is going to fault. Well, decent people aren't going to fault you for that. Uh, the, the issue is more what you're pointing to, which is resources. Not everyone has the same resources in this country, nor have they had the 
same resources ever in this country. So that is why there absolutely is a delineation between how black people grew up in this world and, and A, how did we even arrive here, right? Like, it depends on how far you want to go back. But they're going to say, but... get over that. You know, you have equal rights now. You can Yes, vote. but when were the civil rights laws put into place? In the 60s, right? Like, so, <laughs> and, and how long has this country been around, right? Like, so that's why it's, it's challenging and you hear, for me, I heard some really stomach turning conversations when Chelsea's speaking to various people because, you know, there's, there are statements that were said in the documentary about like, well, you know, what, what do, what do people who don't know how to argue or debate do? They flip the script and they put it on you. So when asked, well, is there white privilege? No, well, look at what the blacks have, right? That's not answering the question. That's going on a whole separate thing. And I think oh, that, yeah. that flipping the switch is not how you answer a question address your narrative. And I think that a lot of white people go into that narrative of like, oh, well, black people have this. Answer but your look, question. But you could try to use that because you say blacks have this and we have it too, so we're equal. Can't no. you say that? That could be the kind of thought you process. You can't have it equal because the problem is like, so what they did in the documentary is, oh, well, black people have the right to go to college. They get automatic admission into college. Oh, that That's thing. a false statement, first of all. Yeah, and then secondly, true. yes, schools do give a helping hand to people of color. Why? How many years were blacks and brown people Just not allowed to go denied. to college? <laughs> Literally couldn't attend college in this country. <laughs> Even our college, Penn State. I don't believe people, black people could attend it uh, when it first, when first was founded. Was founded and yeah. even, even to this day, the oldest schools the fraternities are, there's, you can only have a fraternity or sorority when the school was founded. Well, women weren't allowed to attend school. So there are no sorority houses at Penn State. And, uh, and you have like dorms. There's but no it's black not, fraternities. And there's no black fraternity because. Yeah. They weren't allowed to go to school at that time. Well, even that, and even that is a privilege then that you can exactly. have a certain type of soror- organization and, and all the resources that come out of fraternities and sororities are huge. Like, you know, yeah. so it's, 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 it depends. You have to have an intelligent conversation that really you have to be able to we gotta dig articulate deeper. your history. You gotta dig deeper look. than affirmative action. Like that's because yeah, that people not, like to go back to that. Like, you know, affirmative action makes it, it was created it because there was literally a denial of access. So it is to try to undo, but you cannot undo what happened in the past. You can only help support the future. And that's where people are misunderstanding and they yeah. think we're benefited by that or the statement that was made about, Oh, well, black, you know, companies have to hire a certain amount of people of color, which is not, that's a quote. It's not true. There's you constitutional can't do that. issues illegal, with yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. But what companies do do is they have a diversity inclusion program. Why? Because it has been proven that the work product and the work culture behave better when you have diverse minds, yeah. whether that is man, woman, brown, black, yellow, anything like so that. So, again, there's a lot of miseducation because people aren't having these deep conversations on a daily basis. Right. We're too busy, uh, you know, figuring out which chicken sandwich to eat. So or <laughs> shoot up and try to get right. Like, oh, well, yeah, all this drama with chicken. I don't understand. the. Yeah, I don't. I don't that's beyond me. But uh, so I think chicken that, ain't easy. Listen, <laughs> it is hard out here for these these chicken lovers. Yeah. The, chicks, yeah. Uh, the other thing is also, I think that there might be some type of uncomfortability of even just calling them out, white, like white people. Because again, what's interesting is I think people of color are used to constantly wearing that as our our like coat of armor, armor where it's like, you're a black person, you're a black person. Oh, so being, but I don't think white people normally get identified as like, that's an, I don't know. You would go by their country. Like, well that, but then also they, I what? feel like they're also just like, what? I'm Jane, I'm Adam. Like, but you're saying that that's not true. Are done, it's like, 
black Jane, black. Like, it just seems like it's a part of our identity white, identifier. I don't think people say white Adam. No, like, no but what they would think of is, <laughs> all right, first, yeah, that's just Adam without yeah, any. Yeah, that's just Adam. There's no extra we're, words to we're, it. You're black Khalil. I'm black Natasha. But I think like, they still do a, have a self-identity. <laughs> like, it's kind of like they don't like to be grouped as white. They well, rather yeah, be grouped they go back as to their like. Origin. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm German. I'm, I'm Irish. I'm, Italian. Yeah. yeah, they hate the white. See, that's not really because white is kind of like the enemy. Yeah, Yeah, because white kind of means like, oh, you're the persecutor. You're the well, because there's a lot of negative narrative that goes around. Yeah, there definitely is around that. So they they're able to. So that also is kind of probably very uncomfortable for them. This idea of just white privilege, but like you like you're you're decent, like you're de announcing the importance and significance of. Being German, Irish, yeah, so it's taking away Italian, that from them too. Their heritage, and that's like that's extremely that. important to them. They don't want know? the heritage, and that's a privilege out. too. I mean, Tiffany Haddish talks about you know when when Chelsea Handler speaks to Tiffany in the the documentary, and she talks to Kevin Hart. You know, Tiffany Haddish gets really choked up about the idea that like there's a white privilege in even knowing who you are because again, look at the African American narrative. Most black people in this country, unless they do some type of test do not know where they come from. So they've lived how many years and how many generations of just being black, not knowing where you come from? How And can still, you... we don't know when we even got here. Exactly. Like people ask, so when did you get to America? And then even that, we I don't, don't know. even know the connection to Africa. Did. Like were your ancestors, far... like Tiffany says, were they farmers or were they kings and queens? Like you don't, we don't know, know we don't know which we ones are. we were, yeah. Like, we and and both of us, to. we have a Caribbean, um, you know, we had a pit stop in yeah. our in our slave narrative, uh, <laughs> Jamaica and Guyana, but... Uh, you know, even that, I don't know what my ancestry is in Africa. I, you know, I barely even know what they were in Jamaica. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's, there's a privilege even, even knowing you're Italian and, and German and that is, I, yeah, that's, that's a another... huge privilege because there's a, it's nice to know history. your, your history. How right? can you go forward if you never know what you came from? It's, yeah. it's a challenge. It's, it's helpful to know mm-hmm. your past. Now, what is the benefit of actually accepting the white privilege actually exists? Mm. So I think there's a couple of things there. I think for white people who are interested in being an ally to a black and brown person, I think that accepting white privilege is a huge step towards being an ally because when you accept your white privilege, you can what? You can self-reflect and then you can you can see how, you know, what has come in your life from that narrative and from that privilege. And then when people talk to you and because again, with struggle, it's hard to explain it. You just have to live it, right? Like you can't, you can't teach someone Really? What it means to to struggle and like you and me both know what it is to have no heat in our home. But but you can I think you, you can teach it. Can you really explain that to someone? Yeah, you can if you like take off the heat. No, <laughs> but if, if you it. if you it, like how we have history books that talk about things, if you have but they continued won't history feel it, though, they won't know the feeling of what it feels like to. You not don't know have the feeling. Heat, like you're not going to get the emotional yeah. thing. But I mean, if you drill it into people, you keep bringing up in media. They can memorize make movies it. About they can it, talk about it. Yeah. Make movies about it too. But they can't feel it though. No, they're never going to feel it. But I'm just saying, like in reference to other yeah, events yeah, in history, how we make such a big deal about it, we can do the same oh, thing absolutely. with this. We can have movies over and over. Yeah, and we over can have again. a museum dedicated to it to really show people what's going on. <laughs> it can exist in the place where yes, it started. Khalil. <laughs> yes, Khalil. Yes, In the one of the original slave trade docks in New York, they yes, can have the museum there. Khalil. Yeah, I'm just saying we can have a whole <laughs> momentum to them, a momentum. <laughs> Where people yes, can go and we really can know. honor our history every single yes. year, <laughs> just as other horrors are honored every single year. <laughs> 
But it is a true point that, you know, who here at Woken Free Nation, do you know how many slaves were killed in the, the slave trade, right? Like, do you know how many slaves it took to, to run a, uh, a plantation? Like, there's a lot of history that we don't know. And so, yes, by white, by people acknowledging white privilege, I think they can look back and look at their own history and then also look at how their counterparts have fared <laughs> without that privilege. And, uh, and we did do a previous episode. Yeah, there did. is black privilege. There, there are privileges. We talked about different types of privileges. Yeah, it's yeah. not, there's a privilege as a woman, there's a privilege as a man. Every, every identifier comes with privilege, but white privilege is, <laughs> is significant because it, it comes also with wealth, right? creates wealth. Yes, but it also creates the subjugation of others. And that's oh, where no. they don't like yeah, to speak kinda, on that. Yeah, but that's, that, that's the issue, right? Tim Y said for someone to be up infers that someone has to be down. So it's like the stock market. So yeah, <laughs> right? Like think about the Dow, right? Jones, if some stocks are up, then are all the stocks up? No, some are down. And, and so that, that's the issue. I think if you do acknowledge that white privilege exists and it exists in your life, I think you have a bit more sympathy and empathy for those without it because you can say, wow, like, yeah, it was really easy for me to get this job or it was really easy for me to da 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 right? You know, as someone who has been black my entire life, uh, right, it has been interesting to see how that has been challenged and questioned and mocked right in my face where I don't think that that would have happened to me if I was non brown or black person right and so you know when when someone is willing to acknowledge that like like that happens what did they, like, what did they mock you saying being black being you know like but other fun. whites get mocked too they get bullied they too do. for stuff you they can do. be bullied they for get, sexuality i don't know if they get bullied for their white privilege though or like no not for the privilege but it yeah. could be like your parents have less money yeah, yeah. so poverty like is a equalizer right like it totally takes out and that's yeah. also why poor white people will will challenge white privilege because they're yeah. like i'm poor I'm the same as you. Not quite. No, we can't both go to Mississippi, right? (laughs) Exactly. Well, wait a minute now. Oh, we both can. Okay. (laughs) Shout out to Nina Simone for Mississippi Goddamn. (laughs) (laughs) Just watched another wonderful (laughs) Netflix documentary. Guys, watch the Nina Simone documentary. I'll, I'll put that in the link just because that's awesome. Hey there. Do you have a book that you want to share with the Woken Free Nation? Are you a business owner looking to share your product or service with the podcasting world? Well, guess what? You can book an ad with us on our Contact Us page at WokenFree.com. We're super excited to speak with you about curating a unique ad that will get your message across the Woken Free platform. So go to the Contact Us page at WokenFree.com. That is W-O-K-E-N. F-R-E-E.com because Woken Free is more than a podcast. It's a way of life and offers an innovative way to promote your platform in the exploding podcasting space. So wait a minute. We can't okay. just outrightly say you can't go through a okay, state. Then, okay. I'm suggesting that <laughs> Mississippi is, has challenges, right? Mississippi burnades. Like, like it's, <laughs> oh, now you say this. challenges. Now you say this, man. There have been challenges. But, that, but that's not the state. That's the clan, right? Like yeah. So that's, you know... Clan culture in this country is uh, is is an interesting. Yeah, but hopefully history. it shouldn't control the whole state, though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the history, you guys. We have to go back to history. But uh, the only other thing I would add to that is, if you accept white privilege, the benefit of that is that you have a better understanding of the world you're living in. You're not so uh, oblivious, like uh, Chelsea Handler mentions the fact that. And I don't know why she didn't get this, but she used to do drugs with her boyfriend when she was like in high school. She was apparently like a badass, and they got caught with drugs. 
every like three times and every single time the police officer was like get your behind out of here and he went away to to jail and he ended up losing a college scholarship ending uh spending 14 years in prison and you know she talked about how when that those events were happening she thought like she was being let go because she had a great personality (laughs) okay okay that's so crazy that's crazy at what point do you have a great personality chelsea Handler? like like, that's crazy think like that i love you but you're snarky as like you're you're out of control the personality uh, yep but it's like how could she not have acknowledged that there was obviously inequity that was happening because nobody was a white woman yeah because guess why the cop never said all right black man because you're black you going to jail white girl you get off because you're white they never no one ever says it in those words they don't make it so clear so as a child you're i mean and she's on drugs too she doesn't know i guess yeah that's true so she has like a mess she was not in her right right? state of mind so you got to think that that's part that's at play but too. It's, it's interesting that she lived through that and it still at that time was unable to identify what was <laughs> what happening, really happened, yeah. <laughs> later, but at, listen later in life she was able to right yeah, she, she did this documentary so don't. you know that that's great and then i guess the other only thing you could do is similar to what chelsea's doing which is as an ally try to try to find ways to uh, equal the playing field right so if you identify that there's an equity happening in the workplace in in culture in business in dot 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 fill in the blank what can you do right we we can do more than a documentary right we can when we're hiring for production maybe you have 25% of your staff brown and black people right maybe you when giving back to organizations you think about black and brown uh serving organization like organizations serving those communities to support when why don't you build scholarships build schools right like there are ways that you can you can equal the playing field and again do what give resources to a community that is is ongoingly not having the same each and every day so you know those are some of the benefits what are, what are some of the benefits you think i mean yeah, once once white people can just accept that it actually exists, I think it's them that can actually undo the system because as people of color, we don't technically control it. It's well, them that are, it, so, yeah. <laughs> it's their system. We're just living in it. We're not just mm. like, hey, you know what? You have a little mm. bit more privilege than us. That's not like that. We're living our lives and we're just getting less for doing the same things that you do, basically. Mm. So we can do just as much work as you and get a third of what you get for the same amount of work. And that's, you know, not great. But if you can come along and realize that that's actually happening, maybe you can maybe stop that and just, you know, play fair, have everybody playing on the same uh, field and not (laughs) being treated unjustly and not paid the same for doing the same work. Mm. And I Mm. think when you do that, you can, I think more people will be just happy with that. So you'll have, to me, it'll, it'll lower like even crime and stuff. Cause you won't have to really do it because yeah. your family now can support all your children because you're getting paid just like everybody else. There's no, yeah, you know, less resources. And same thing with education, like you're saying, you can. Or if our systems are even, then kids have more time to learn more about you know the field that they're interested in instead of and trying to figure out how to get food on the table. They're like, oh, I can actually learn because I I have that. I have the resources. They're actually yeah. there. There's something to help me. And then I think the main thing that comes from this is like unifying, at least for America, it would unify the country because now people can't say, Hey, That's I feel true. like this is happening or look what you're like. There's no even, there's no arguments to be had now when we're on both on the same field and we're making things, you know, you're making things right for, for everybody. Then people can't come. It's something that less to hear about, right? You'll never That's hear true. somebody say, Oh man, 
you know, you're getting that and I'm not, it'll be like, wait, we're both getting paid the same amount of money, so what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. When you, you, know? when you reduce an equity, it, it becomes a lot more peaceful. It's yeah, quiet. now people have less to complain about. That that whole, that goes out the window. But you have to you just have less wonder, violence. And this is why I, I always question with our society, which what is... What do we want? Or? Well, like, there's a there's someone who's going to lose money when this happens, right? When you change you the field and you say, oh, everyone has the same type of resources in school. Everyone has the right to live in the same neighborhoods. Da, 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 da. Who, there's a cost to that. Who's bucking that cost? Because that person obviously is not going to be on board with that, right? Because otherwise that, why well, are we cost, still in, in the system? The cost could be that now you, everybody has to work hard. It's not automatic. Is that some something everyone wants? No, everybody doesn't want that. Okay, of course then. not. And so there is a profit, the, there's profitability to inequity. There is. Is what I'm suggesting. And so, you know, yes, the, America is the land of the great and the free, but it depends on who's it's a, the free and who's the great, right? But yeah, like, but it's a, it's a balance though, because it's kind of like you can only oppress people for so long because oh, even true. the great Roman Empire fell, so... All empires fall. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's because of that. It's that balance. They never figure out how to like wait off that greediness. Greed. Yeah. Greed gotta, is the, the answer. You got to see it coming. Yeah. You got to be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. How is everybody doing? You got to have more empathy, I think. But I mean, America's been running this game for quite a long time. Not so, that long. It's not. Well, 400 years of slavery. But that's. But I'm, so America hasn't that. been long, around longer than even the Roman Empire, I don't think. Definitely not. But the Roman Empire, wasn't it like a thousand plus years or something like that? Yeah. It's Man, a long time. I don't know. They were uh, around for a long time. But so America is a young country, yeah, and so one could young. argue that they we can, are, they can turn it around. We can still like be molded, molded and grow, but it just it's challenging, right? Like, yeah, well, yeah, seeing it now, it's challenging. But guess what? A thousand years ago, it was challenging seeing it too from oh, the well, point our, of our, our slave point of view. Would have never thought that we probably they, would have been. They're ever, saying that Barack yeah. thing. That's a fake. They're like, that's not yeah, real. They would be like, that's that, they're like, not. you're not I showing never, us real stuff. I never. I know you never even we knew could that. Ever have a black president? I never. You were like Tupac. You believed his belief. Yeah, because to me, this country just seemed that. like they just weren't interested in it, right? And they just weren't interested in having a change of of oh. of what? Because I didn't think about this, but. Isn't I mean it's not I guess it's an interesting question to pose, but is is white privilege less strong than it was a thousand years ago? Well, so in the article it talks a little bit about white privilege through the history and through yeah, the change. Yeah, isn't it like so less? I think it's because because this thing it, automatically because before you yes. were you were called a human and other people weren't even yeah. considered humans. I would say it's less in some People regard, but then again, that. remember, racism is subtle and it institutionalized in other well, forms. Well, racism, so yeah. It's, but no, overall, I would say, overall, yeah, it's I think actually, it is less, yeah. They, like, we so have to admit that there's... struggle. Well, that's why you have progress. white, p- poor people, white, yeah. like, there is know. There is progress for white privilege. We can't just take it all and be like, oh, man, white privilege has been growing stronger with years no, and years. No, 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 no. It's no, actually, no. I think it's, it's getting weaker. Yeah. yeah, it's decreasing. Because they've, they've, like you said, you can't, you can't do something forever. Yeah, you can't. People will riot and... Yeah, burn down the society. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they acknowledged, uh, well, you know, that there was things changes had to change. And, and, and things changed through writing. Too. And through this, <laughs> yeah, and through this country and through law, right? There through are things law, yeah. that prevent had to change, people yeah. from just being buck wild and just being like, no, I want to make as much money at any means necessary. Like, yeah. With no regard to human life. Yeah. Woohoo! Well, I think it's that time. It is. Scenario time. Scenario one. Beatrice grew up in an okay suburb where everyone had a two-car garage and even paved streets. She's an honor student who studies all the time and is on her high school lacrosse team. She tells her friends that all her success is due to hard work and doesn't understand why others don't bring themselves out of their poverty. Is she right in her thinking? 
Mm, that's a very interesting question. So I grew up uh, middle class in Lower East Side of Manhattan and, uh, you know, by two Caribbean people who definitely pre- preached to me over and over again the power of working hard and achieving as much as you can, but also acknowledging that there are roadblocks being a person of color in this country. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, it was always that, was, you know, what was interesting is there was this attitude that I feel like immigrants have when they come over here, which is this attitude that like, you know, it, it's so much, it can be so sometimes so much harder in other parts of the world that like, they don't understand when people, especially people of color are poor here or are not necessarily quote unquote doing the best that they can do like so they're getting caught up in the drug and you know uh kind of doing drugs and getting you know committing crime and not really taking advantage of the opportunities that immigrants across uh, this world would love to have access to but as i have uh gone through life and experienced poverty myself uh, i would say that it's not like so it's interesting so if you follow the law of attraction poverty yes like anything else is a choice, yeah. <laughs> which Uh-oh. is a rough statement Careful. for people. You're pissing some it is off. a rough, I understand, but everything, if you, if you believe that life is a choice and you have to believe that the, that the circumstances within life are a choice. Not so, everybody believes that. They yeah, believe so that, not everyone They does. believe that yeah. they can blame all their problems on other people. Of course. And I, you know, I could be a unicorn if I wanted to, but you know, it's a choice. I choose to present as human. <laughs> so I choose not to be a unicorn today. Okay. <laughs> so let's go with that premise. Then if poverty is a choice, then can you get out of it? Yes. And in theory you can, but you also need what you need the support of, you know, life in the sense of not having so many roadblocks in your way where you're trying and you're not getting anywhere. You also have to probably stop doing self-destructive behaviors. You also probably have to change who you're spending time with you have to probably learn maybe even go on you know getting additional educational uh resources whether it's through your own learning or through a college or master's program so there's a lot of steps necessary uh but Those you have nice to, privileges that you mentioned too. yeah these are all the privileges, privileges yeah. to be able to do that and to be safe in your own home yeah of course so <laughs> so is it is it yeah. easy no but is it doable? Yes. Do, does everyone believe that it's doable? No. That's the question. And yeah. that's why poverty will so, stand. Yeah. Because if you don't believe that you can change your circumstance, then your circumstance will never change. That's the right. Trick, and yeah. so that's, and that's why way, people yeah. are in poverty and and in poverty. You have to at least in this know world. You have to believe in change. Right? And not everyone believes in possibility. They say they do, but they don't. Yeah. They right. Because yeah. they'll they'll try and they'll fail and then they'll go and get that see, forty. Wasn't. And they're like, see, I try out here in these streets. Because here's what I say. Did you try a million times? Exactly. Oh, a million. Well, all right. You yeah. Then, yeah, for sure it's not possible. You did a million times. That's yeah. it. A one million. The, one million, But though. even that, in theory, <laughs> one million and one might have done it for it you. It could have, yeah. So, in but, theory, whenever yeah. you are the person, and I've heard this be said to me, I did everything I could. Not true. It's never true, loves. We we want it to be true. We desperately did everything need you wanted it to, to be do. true. But we did exactly. We did exactly everything we wanted to do. Yeah. And we did everything that we felt like we should do. But do we know everything? No. No. Do we know everyone? No. So there's always things we can do. So it's it's a choice, guys. I know it's I know that's rough. I know that's rough because listen, I've been in poverty, you've been in poverty, we've we've dealt with it. But it's it's a it's a choice to be in it and it's a choice not to be in it. And her statement is coming out of ignorance and not and not even empathy because it's like instead of questioning why people are in poverty, your her question should be what could you do to help 
the a, a disenfranchised family because you know it's easy to sit out here in these streets and judge it's easy to call names but what are you doing to make a damn difference i'm tired of having conversations with people in my life who all they want to do is judge and assess and they never really want to freaking give back shut your trap hole if you have nothing to do yeah, other than judge right? and assess because they don't need your judgment they don't those people don't need your hurt it's it's just hurtful yeah it's pointless to do what do you think is she right is she ignorant is she foolish is she white privileged <laughs> <laughs> all is, three all four this is <laughs> definitely, <laughs> just definitely a case of white privilege and not mm. knowing what other people have to go through because the key, it's it's like, yeah, whenever they see and hear about gang violence, they don't oh. understand the basics of why the gangs ex- existed. Exactly. That gangs are a family. Gangs were a way that you could put food on the table. Yeah. They're literally how you paid the bills because guess what? These other jobs weren't hiring you. Yeah. <laughs> These other people weren't giving you a chance. Absolutely. You, you went to school and it was kind of like a circular system. The, the teachers didn't care about you. There's people who weren't there to learn and they kind of didn't let you learn. So... There's a lot of other issues going on. Not everybody has the same existence. So you got to come from the mind point that people have a different life. You can't just mm. say, I have this. Everybody else can have this. No. I mean, Jeez, people please. come from different viewpoints. They were raised differently. They think differently. So yeah. I think this is just her needing to go and see what's actually going out in the world. Go live in, a, in one of those, yeah, those, those uh, yeah. shanties. That's <laughs> what you like to call it, yeah. Come on now. It's scary. Shanties are, can be scary. Hello. All right. <laughs> Scenario two. Ashley has a very successful pastry business, which allows her to travel and meet new people. Sometimes she gets into arguments over how she became successful. She mentions how not all blonde women are stupid and everyone has equal opportunity to succeed now. Is Ashley delusional or does she make a fair point? Wowzers. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're back to Becky now. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> oh, Becky. This is just a blonde Ashley. Mm-hmm. Yes, Becky. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Becky was a long time ago. Many, many scenarios ago was a Becky mentioned. She's Becky. Oh. And so Beyonce said it, so it has to be true. All right. <laughs> so Miss Ashley, uh, I am absolutely sure based on the, the few sentences read. That <laughs> <laughs> God, you can't say that. That's unfair. That is too Based on the limited scope of knowledge available no, to me at this moment. Not limited. You had all the I facts would, you needed. I would suggest. Uh, I'm of the suggestion that I believe Ashley probably has worked hard for her business. She's probably very proud of her business. And it's it's downright condescending to tell her that she didn't work hard for the success she's had. But however, as witnessed on Shark Tank multiple times, that depending upon you know what gender you're presenting in front of or this is speculation though yes speculation speculation at this point you don't have the numbers speculation all right this is what you speculate you know there are certain people that when they present people do get giddy when their hair is blowing in the wind and their boobs are bouncing in the air that somehow this person is a delightful presenter and you know there's a privilege that comes with having breasts i have them i understand nice there's there's a privilege (laughs) with being uh feminine there's a privilege of being, of being pretty right and and what comes with that and there and the, you can look at studies more attractive people have easier times getting jobs they have easier times well, people getting were loans, bad about the you know the criminal who was like a model they were oh like, he was gorgeous. he couldn't have done oh, the crime they good said, Lord, that man said this guy gorgeous, didn't commit a crime yeah. just because he like, he's just, well he got a modeling career out of it he's like like he, mad I famous know. now yeah 
because he's pretty. There's a privilege that comes with being uh, attractive in this world. Wow. So does it does it supersede the fact that she's a probably a knowledgeable baker and pastry maker? No, it doesn't supersede it. But you can't say that everything that she's achieved in the business is somehow separate from the fact that she presents as an attractive blonde woman, right? Like you gotta you gotta call a spade a spade and like own it, right? I think it, it I think it makes you a better human if you can be like. I worked my angles, right? And when you wore that tight pencil skirt and you bent over and you somehow got that business loan, hey, it is what you, <laughs> it is what you did. Now, if that didn't happen, that's not your narrative. And your narrative was I worked hard. I shared the numbers and it just made business sense. You know, whatever the narrative is. So, sadly, when you, you're, pre- whatever you're presenting is a part of that narrative. People, Definitely. You can't separate it with people. Unfortunately, you just can't. Like, so maybe they wanted to support her business because she was a great businesswoman. Maybe they wanted to sleep with her. Like, it's like it's <laughs> oh, it's, no. it's you don't know. We can't it's read true. minds. So you know, it's hard to know. But you can't absolutely say She's for part certain of the equation, that it, it. Yeah, her presenting her presentation wasn't a part of it. Like, you can't yeah, it's definitely. deny that. But hopefully, it is based on the numbers and based on the fact that she's a great businesswoman. Like, you know, it is 2019. Get it together. Like, but just know. imagine if she wore like a. Michael Myers mask on all their business meetings. Then I think she get again, a lot of deal less deal. Exactly right? because what are you presenting as someone who's troubled, someone <laughs> yeah. who's challenged in some way or form? So yeah. now, do you want to invest in that? I know I wouldn't. I would. You would invest in that person. I would look at their numbers and I wouldn't. Oh, care what I would wearing. immediately run. I <laughs> you would run if they were wearing the mask because you know I in. watch Halloween every single year. Shout out to Michael Myers. And, as long uh, as she doesn't talk. What's his name? Musafa. Uh, what's his name? The main man. Oh gosh, the the director and found. Uh, uh, he made uh, all the Halloween. Well, most yeah, of the I know Halloween. you're talking about. I love, love. I shout out to him. Yes. You just have to put that in the notes. I'll there. have to put it in the notes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think she's definitely delusional. That blonde <laughs> definitely helped her out in this. Hey, Becky. It made her look more attractive to some people, and probably people probably did want to date her and stuff just from seeing her looks. So Maybe. That's yeah. You made a good point. People like people that look good. So. I think she used her looks to help get her success and can't deny some of that. But it doesn't supersede that she couldn't, in her own right, be a business, a great businesswoman. Yeah, she could have, yeah. yeah. But not with the Michael Myers mask. I doubt exactly. it Exactly. So same. what you say, <laughs> so the answer to this question is, the hey, chief, looking good, chief. Yeah, see, looking good. <laughs> looking good, chief. Yeah, see. She was, yeah. Okay. All right. That's That's a lot out of here. That's, that's a lot coming out of this lady here. Hey, Chief. Yeah. <laughs> Scenario three. Brittany has a mixed European background and now lives in the States with her cousins. She is so surprised with the prison population here and wants to know if there's a reason blacks make up the majority of it. Is this due to white privilege or are certain people prone to more crime? Oh, God, Lee, Jesus. Uh, that's a rough question because I'm sure that there are some people who believe that by just being a black and brown person that we somehow have an affinity for crime. Yeah, just because criminal DNA or something. Yes, exactly. Something in the brain. Well, I think, what was it that uh, uh, Hillary Clinton called super predators? <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. That was excellent. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> very civilized approach to dealing nice. with crime. Yep. Hey, Chief, looking good. Yeah, really. Looking good, Chief. That's when, yeah, her husband was Chief at yeah, that time. Yeah, looking good, Chief. Her husband literally was Chief, so. Yep, and that really served us well. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I think what, what she probably is not going to understand by just coming over to the States is that 
prison is a mostly privatized system now. So it's beneficial for them to lock us up and put as many of us and, and us, I mean, by people generally yeah, just uh, people in, in general. prison. However, when you do look at the stats of how criminal uh, sentencing works, black and brown people do suffer more, right? A white person who commits the exact same crime as a br- black or brown person, uh, but particularly white to black scenario, the black person typically has a, a longer sentencing, a more severe sentencing. Prison. They've done it over and over and over. It's not just one time or this just happened in Kentucky. No boom boom. That seems like white privilege <laughs> to me. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That is one of the elements of uh, why white privilege actually is documentable. Yeah, <laughs> uh, when we are not treated the same, when we do the same, that's a problem, right? So uh, she is, you know, what I would suggest is she have conversations with people, right? Like do her research. Don't just assume by just being in this country that like we now we being people of color <laughs> are just, you know, worser people or that we are somehow, you know, out to, to, to just commit crime. Because like you mentioned earlier, what people don't understand about people who commit crime is that there's usually a back end story, right? Yeah. Sometimes, it's not for fun. sometimes it is for fun. Yeah, sometimes people some are messing people up, but again, that, but there's some... mental health issues, right? You can, uh, attri- we don't know. We definitely are a population that does not get enough mental health care. Well, yeah, definitely. That can be an issue. Right? And then, again, poverty drives people... Desperation drives bad behavior. Like, it's just... It's just... It is what it is. If you want to reduce crime, then you have to give back and increase wealth and prosperity in a community. If you refuse to do it, then you cannot ask people to behave better when the society they're living in won't behave better to them. Like, and there's enough wealth in this country (laughs) that it can be distributed. It can be shared uh, in a in a more appropriate way. Shout out to Andrew Yang running for president, who says, right, that $1,000 dividend that we would all get for just being a human being in America, <laughs> uh, you know, between I think the ages of 18 and 65 is, is his proposal. You know what that would do for some people? $1,000 a month? Yeah. What that would do, that would literally could reduce homelessness by, I'm sure, more than 10%. Like, <laughs> I know I could benefit from having an extra thousand dollars yeah. a month, you know. So you know, we there's a lot of factors that go into what puts someone in prison, but and then there's also people who have been uh, now criminalized for uh, uh, falsifying documents and and setting people up to put us in prison. They just had a an agenda to put black men in yeah. prison. So yeah, there are a lot of done. systems in place that have are working against <laughs> the black male, unfortunately, and the and bra- black and brown people in this country. So I think that people need to take a step back and have a little bit more compassion and then get some understanding of what the hell's going on because it's really scary. It's one of the number one reasons why black or like the scariest thing for black men right now is just dying by the police. Like you guys are more likely to die by the police by like, I think a lot more than other things. Then, so, Oh, I thought you were going to say than other Americans. Well, other Americans, but specifically that's like an actual threat to your life now. <laughs> like, really? wow. You know, think that? Yeah. yeah, because there's so many that are dying just every day unarmed. Just, you know, that's I didn't it. think it was that many, actually, because white people will claim that there's only a few. Yeah. So our media does a really good job of showing every time we commit crime, uh, we being people of color, uh, <laughs> but then not showing what the the crime committed by white people, the crime. So you're saying some of it's unreported and some of it's so just So we've talked downplayed. about the media, too, that is earlier on in yeah. our, our episodes. That, we know yeah, the media covers what they want to cover and they want to tell their narrative. There's white right? privilege and there's bias in media. And yeah. so there has to be... Uh, an equaling playing field with that. And so I think that's on actually, you can't, 
Right, that's on us as people. Well, yeah, especially now with social media showcases <laughs> and the internet, the power yeah, of we, what it means to be a, a positive black not, and brown person. In it's the not country. a it's not a good excuse anymore because no. yeah, now yeah. we have social media. We can and the create internet. our own networks. We can create our yep. own content and tune into what what feeds your soul. And it doesn't feed me to constantly read about rapists and and murders. That's why it's better not to watch but, the ten o'clock news. Yeah, that's where they go in. They go hard. Even yeah. more than on the morning, like mainstream media. Yeah. The absolutely. evenings are when they go in, they're like, all bets are off. Yeah. Your kids are in yeah, bed. Yeah, they lose their minds. We're going to yeah. go and we're going to do a whole attack on some people. But you know what I wish they would do? <laughs> I wish they would show every black and brown girl that went missing for that day because they never get shown on the news. Yet somehow we're the highest rate of people that are somehow, you know, getting lost and killed and, and su- sucked into the sex industry. But no one wants to talk about that. They never want to talk about us. Mm-hmm. Mm. That pisses me off as a black, as a, as a young, a woman of color. It breaks my heart that my sisters are somehow just going missing as if they don't, they never mattered. Like, yeah. they, no well, one that's cares. a white privilege. You don't have to worry about that as a white person. Well, you yeah. have less chance of going well, missing. Well, of course, it's, you know, it's interesting now with white privilege, the opiate crisis. Right now it's an opiate crisis. What happened when crack was around and when all the crack black was and brown people, like, yeah, it people was a phenomenon just, that was just. Well, it was just yeah. something you made fun of. They didn't care about But now with funny. opiate addiction, it's, not it's funny, a, it's right? a Crisis. People make jokes, but why? Because more white children are dying from it than ever before, and so now it's a crisis. Yeah, mm. then it becomes a problem, even though it's just as harmful as a drug. It was just as we had a crisis when we had crack addiction and heroin addiction. Yet somehow it wasn't a crisis because yeah. it was. Look at the color of the people that were affected, mostly. Yeah. Rough stuff, rough stuff, guys. But there is so much more that we could talk about on this. And I guess just... guess what would have been the easiest thing for Brittany to do. She could just watch the 13th. True. <laughs> then she'd be like, oh, you know what? True, Brittany. Oh, now I see what's going Shout on. Shout out to Ava du- DuVernay. Yeah, she yeah. she actually has an answer to that question. She answered that question pretty nicely, actually. So I think that's, that's a gr- another great documentary. Yeah. Oh, if you just want to see what's going on and you don't want to do the hard work yourself, you can just look at the documentary. We'll, she'll mention the facts to you. So Absolutely. Everything is explained in that. I think we wrap this up with a pretty nice uh, white and black bow, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we're at that time again, it is coming to the end of our 109th episode of Woke and Free. Yep. That is not going on anyone's Oprah, opera channel anytime soon. That seemed like a very spiritual kind of sound. Maybe so we were feeling like our, our ancestral uh, slave narrative i don't know i think we, were <laughs> we calling, wanted to do a black spiritual <laughs> i think we we're calling further back into history even further back when we had just pangea no one knows what that is Khalil. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i've heard of that since i was like in eighth grade oh, you haven't heard of the one continent i have but it's oh, been okay. quite a many years i think that's what we're we're calling upon like we're calling upon like the first like beings ever humanoids on, on earth on earth at least yeah. <laughs> not the aliens that created us but the beings oh now you're trying to drop some knowledge oh okay. no there's aliens never came here though okay That's something else let's not have people completely discount the entire episode right now <laughs> okay yeah. we're talking about privilege here yes 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 but human one... privilege specifically white <laughs> human privilege <laughs> human appearing privilege human presenting yeah <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh gosh, this was quite the episode reviewing. Hello, privilege. It's me, Chelsea. The Chelsea Handler new Netflix documentary about white privilege. Will we leave you hanging for what our next episode will be about? Drumroll, please. Oh, and 
next episode, we will be discussing the top 10 mispronounced words. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation, and make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you want to be a guest on the show, please submit a topic for an upcoming episode or share how you feel about any of the episodes that you've listened to on our Contact Us page at WokenFree.com. That is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. If you want to holler at us on social media, you can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even YouTube at WokenFree. Then for sponsorship stuff, you heard the ad. You all know what you need to do. Contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast, it is a way of life. Until next time.